see how it becomes fertilizer, but I can't see how can it become a seed. Now, I, I can see when they take a seed of a tree, and then they have to have some type of dirt or something, some type of growing something, something that they have to, your body has to decompose, and they probably put some tree seed in there, and then the tree sprouts and, you know. Well, it grow. says the deceased will be able to provide nutrients for a tree of their choosing that will be placed on top of the area that they were buried. Which I can understand And that. you would be put into a pod. It looks, it almost looks like an egg, um, a biodegradable capsule, and you would be put in a fetal position. And the capsule with the deceased in it is then buried and either a tree or the seed of a tree is then planted above the capsule, and the person being buried would choose what kind of tree that they would want <laughs> planted when they are alive. And this is what I, I, I can get that, except that I don't see why they have to be in the pot. Why can't you just wrap the person up, dig a hole, throw them in it, and then well, put it the says, tree on top? I know. The capsule is planted in the soil the same way like one would plant a seed. The capsule is made of starch plastic, a type of plastic derived from starch, making it completely biodegradable. Um, I think it's, it's kind of silly to put them in a pot. I, I think to give the person a natural burial, I don't, I don't see anything wrong with that. I just think that it's they commercialized it by putting the individual in the fetal position in a pot. Why? Well, don't you think the roots would take over in the pod? Where you are buried? It's supposed to, which is why I can't see why, and was why I, I don't understand why they would put it in a pot. It doesn't make any sense. When you can just wrap the person in burial clothing and put them in the ground and put a tree on top of them. <laughs> it's just, I don't get it. Why a pot? Made out of cornstarch or whatever they said. Well, there's a Facebook page that you can check out. And you can... Um, well, I don't know how you find it. I suppose if you just uh, go on Facebook and search for uh, burial pods, organic burial pods, you probably would find the Facebook probably. page. But uh, it's interesting to find that um, they, they can't do it in Italy, even though it's it, um, the physical component of the idea didn't come to fruition yet because it's partially due to Italy's burial laws, and I'm sure that's everywhere, you know. But what I wanted to know is, what do you think the Lord feels about this? I mean, does the Lord have anything, is there anything in the scripture that says that, I know people... Well, I think that's more natural than embalming somebody, you know. Cremated, but you know, they didn't really, I suppose they did cremate them, too. They probably did, but I, you know, I, I think it's more natural than going through embalming. I know the the Jewish people don't embalm, so they bury their dead uh, natural. But it's in a cemetery. Right. So I, And they maybe, don't plant they, trees on top of them they that might, I know of. They might. But, I they, know but they might put them in a sepulcher. You know, they might have them in an enclosed something, but I know they don't, they, they, they don't embalm them. I know that the process is natural. That's why they don't take that long to bury their they're dead because of the chances of them decomposing quickly. So because of that, you know, their funerals are pretty quick. But I know that there are trees in uh, cemeteries. Yeah, healthy trees. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
and even in our family plot, there, you know, there's a, a big, big, not a regular tree tree, but it's like a bush that's turned into like a big tall tree. Right. And it's on each side of the stone. Mm -hmm. Do you think that penetrates? The oh yeah, I believe so. I believe, you know, as much as they would like to make something. in the vault. And, and the, yeah, I, I believe that. The roots ramp all around the it. The body breaks down, turns to soup. <laughs> you know? I think so. And, and because you find your healthier trees in cemeteries. But people were buried. Oh yeah. When you read about it in the in the Bible. I don't remember them being cremated anywhere that it says that they were cremated. No, that, that, I think that was a practice that came later, but what they what they were the embalmed when they became, I guess, part of uh uh, Egypt, um, you know, population during that 400-year period, but be but even before, maybe even afterwards, they they got away from that embalming. I mean, you, you hear about I think uh, maybe Joseph being embalmed or something like that, mm -hmm. but for the most part, you won't find anybody who's Jewish embalming their dead. I don't even know if Muslims embalm their dead. To me, that's more something of a uh, but you had, but they did bury the dead, right? As opposed to cremate, right? You know, yeah. right. And, I and I guess maybe that's what this article is talking about—that burial is uh, becoming a thing of the past because of cremation. I, would, I don't think it's a thing of the past. That I don't think so, because not a lot of people want to be cremated. You know, some people say I don't want worms eating my body. Well, there are a lot of people say, well, I've done all this to avoid hell. Why would I want somebody to burn my body when I'm doing everything to avoid it? So, you know, I don't think it's becoming a thing of the past. I just think it's another alternative. Well, even if you're not cremated and you're put in a um, mausoleum. You still rock. <laughs> you know, it is interesting that they have to have, um, I don't know what company, but they have to have exterminators come frequently to get rid of the um, what they call death flies or something. Right, which is why I believe a lot of times when you talk about when, when they had the sepulchres and the family tombs and things like that, they were like in caves. I think so that the flies had some place to escape too. You know, I'm thinking, but when you enclose them in a room, you know, like in a seal, mm -hmm. I just wish, which really, when you go to places like England and they've got all these dead bodies on the floor, floorboards in between the joists, I'm wondering, they probably have exterminators come in because they have bodies below, yes, uh, like the church scrolls on either side of the street. <laughs> well, when you go, to, <laughs> I just couldn't do it. Well, you know, they have it when you go to um, Wisconsin Memorial. Yeah, I, mean, I, I didn't I know that. Surprised when I went there, um. There are bodies all around yeah, you. And I didn't know I that. mean, I'm in the office, and then, and then I went out of the office, and I'm looking, and then there's like a room where you can go in, open up a door, and sit. There's a uh, a bench, and, right. and it's actually yes, what somebody they're they're, they're dead. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. And, and they they gave me a grand tour, and I didn't know that when they let me know. Oh yes, there's bodies in the walls here. That, I would eat a piece of candy. I said, no <laughs> way, not a drink of water, nothing. Well, anyway, moving on. Um, I found this article on ChristianHeadlines.com, and it says that Disney is launching, or actually they did launch it, I think, already, a new TV show featuring demons and witches. Oh. It released the TV show called The Owl House. 
Hmm. And ha that has some has some parents concerned with its emphasis on witchcraft and demons. The show focuses on a teenage girl named Luz, L-U-Z, and she discovers a demon world and lives with a powerful witch named Eda, E-D-A, which is the Owl Lady. Luz disguises her identity as a human, I don't know how she does that, <laughs> as a human in order to survive in the demon world and attend witch school. And her greatest ambition is to become like Ida, which is a, you know, a very powerful witch. The original pitch for the show was girl hangs out with a witch in hell. But I, I guess, you know, that didn't fly too well. But the Owl House did start January 10th and Actually, it's been handed a second season by Disney. Um, there's some concern with family networks that uh, what is considered a family-friendly network, because Disney is such a big company, um, that maybe they don't want to take those risks, but I guess they do. Well, well I, the parents, I just risk. can't see parents allowing their children to watch stuff like that. I can't, I can't waste my time watching things like that. It's just too annoying. It's a waste of my time. Some parents have voiced concern over the show, um, such as the writer uh, or an author who writes articles for faithwire.com. Disney has gone further and further into darkness of the spiritual world that opposes God. Right. And in the past several years, witchcraft has made a steady return to mainstream culture. As previously reported by Christian Headlines, thousands of witches gathered in October to cast a binding spell, remember that, on President Trump, in an effort to stop his works, and Wiccans have grown in number from 8,000 followers in 1990 to an estimated 1.5 million in 2014. Wow. According to LifeSite News, the Owl House joined the controversy stirred last month when major retailers debated about offering a book called uh, a, a children's book of demons, remember that, for mm -hmm. Christmas? You know, we talked about that. Right. As ridiculous as the demons contained in the book may be, there is nothing innocent or fun or about even pretending to summon evil spirits. Um, right, and they're trying to portray uh, demons or, or the demonic experience as just something akin to fantasy or something that's harmless, you know, or like folklore. Uh, like Hercules. Yeah, I also think that uh, parents need to really, you know, and people in general need to really be aware because the enemy is coming so subtle, trying to make, trying to come as an angel of light, trying to make light of things which is detrimental spiritually. And you have to be very cognizant, aware, and what the enemy is doing because if not, like. Someone once said casual Christians will become casualties. Right, exactly. Because when you talk about not letting the children, the parents themselves have to be, have some type of insight within themselves to know that they shouldn't be watching the, that either. I mean, I believe that you can, in a sense, let spirits into your home. I believe you can change the atmosphere of your house depending on what you uh, look at, what you watch, what you use as entertainment, you know, or what you read, the type of books, the type of material. 
I believe there's some houses you can walk in the door and you can say, oh my goodness, something is not right about this place. You can feel the, yeah, feel the spirit. Yeah, with the Holy Spirit, I, you can feel a force right. in some place. Yes. You, you can, it's a heaviness. So, you know, there is definitely a spirit world and mm -hmm. it's nothing to laugh at. Right, or to dabble in because the Lord said you, you do things and you don't know what you're doing. That's what the Lord himself said. People are saying things and they're ignorant of what they're saying. They have, they have no knowledge as to what they're even dabbling in and they set themselves up for failure. And I also think too that um, the enemy now is trying to uh, really gain territory, he's trying to uh, take, trying to take control. It's like monopoly is trying to like come into you know programs, come into your schools, come into government. Right. So he's trying to gain territory, like uh, yes. play you know wherever he can, wherever he can get his influence in, wherever he can get his foot in. Right. He take control, and if you're not watching, we can you can get caught up. Right. Exactly. It reminds me of that Ray Bradbury. Uh, um, book, or it was a little story, something wicked this way, this come. way comes, yes, they made and it, it was very subtle, Right. it was very subtle, and people didn't recognize it until it was too late. Right, it, it, it preyed on their lusts, basically their desires, or the, what they, what their heart sought after, which was I mean, when you, after the Lord, so whatever they put in front of God, that's what they, that's what they got, their wish, and or, it destroyed them. it reminds me of, remember, um, Passover, when the firstborn, when the Lord said um, he was going to kill all the firstborn. First right. and, and, and I don't know, the image that I have in my head is when I had seen, uh, what is it, the Ten Commandments or something? <laughs> it was like a, a smoke coming through, mm -hmm. you know, and then all of a sudden you'd hear all this crying and weeping and uh, screaming. and Right. Because and basically, that's what it is. Come. It's slowly coming through. You can't see it. Right. You can't see the enemy. But, but you see the effects of it. And then Disney makes uh, light of it. You know, they come up with a story that makes it look like fun. Right. You know, how sad. Anyway, moving on. Someone sent me this article about a Christian school that denied a report claiming it, it expelled a student over a rainbow birthday cake. Hmm. Now, I heard this on... The view they were wow. talking about it, and it happened in Kentucky, and it expelled this Christian school expelled a 15-year-old student because she had a rainbow cake at a birthday party, and um, I guess what happened is that she put it out on social media, you know, what, you the know, cake or you what? Know, I mean, pictures and stuff. Okay. On social media about the cake and. Um, what was she saying? She was coming out. I mean. No, 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 nothing. It was just a picture of a birthday cake. Oh. It didn't have anything to do with. Not that I know of. She just liked the colors of the cake, and then they expelled her for it. Huh? Well, they said they expelled her daughter following a social media post believed to be one of the students with the cake, as well as a. She was wearing a rainbow sweater. I just feel like it's a label the school officials have put on her, and uh, because I'm wearing a rainbow doesn't mean I'm gay. Right, and I'm thinking it's sad that the rainbow has, in and of itself, become a symbol of a negative right, symbol. A negative symbol right. of a person being gay. I mean, it turned from something that represented God's promise, His covenant, 
to represent society. I mean, so it's sad. The Whitefield Academy in Kentucky emailed a statement to the Christian Post uh, denying that the photo was the reason for the expulsion. So what was the reason? In fact, she has unfortunately violated our student code of conduct numerous times over the past two years. In the fall, we met with this student to give her a final chance to begin to adhere to the code of conduct. What were her it violations? Say. I wonder. It doesn't say. Now, if she was trying to push her, her own personal agenda, well... There are numerous school options in our community for students who do not wish to attend a Christian-based school, That's and true. we wish our former student all the best as she finds a learning environment that is right for her. Now, I can understand. If she if she actually <laughs> enrolled in the school and then she does everything contrary to what the school stands for, I, I can see why they would expel her. That's like a person going through ROTC, going to the military uh, high school portion, and then refusing to learn how to uh, do all the things that are connected with the military. You know, so, well, then why did you join ROTC? Why are you here? You know, so, yeah, I can agree with him. So if she was doing that on purpose to right. irritate the school, I can understand, but if she wasn't? But I imagine if she's had numerous infractions, she was. I don't know. I just don't know. Well, I, I can't see how... I wouldn't be. Maybe if it was it her does. first, her first violation. Maybe I could, I could, I could say you guys are being a little extreme. But if it's been numerous, evidently they're trying to say in a very indirect way that she joined the school, but she's doing everything contrary to what the school stands for in this one particular area. And and we don't know. All we know is what's been posted. What what the news media right. posts. Tells you us. know, I have no idea. You know, it could be just... It reminds me of what Gandhi told this person. He said, um, what you'll have to do is, so this, uh, you'll have to adopt the boy and raise him. And the guy said, I can do that. And Gandhi said, yes, but you have to raise him as a Muslim. And I guess the guy was a, a different religion altogether. And, uh, so his face sort of dropped, but he said mm -hmm. he could do that. See, I wouldn't be able to do that. It's like, you know. You, you pretty much have to learn everything about the Muslim religion right. in order and to bring it, up a child. And like if it's that. contrary to what you stand for, you still would have to adhere to that. And he was, I guess he, Gandhi was calling himself being wise like Solomon. But that didn't seem to be wisdom to me. <laughs> I don't know. So I have this article here about actor Tom Selleck. I like him. And yeah, I said I like him. <laughs> yeah, even in his old age, yeah. Anyway, he credits God for guiding him throughout his life. And so this article, uh, he told, he was interviewed by BeliefNet, and his success is because of his faith in Jesus, he said. According to CBN News, Selleck said God guided him over the years. A man's heart, heart, a man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps, he said. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. He originally planned to work for United Airlines after college. His acting work started when he appeared in a few commercials, but then God called him to serve in the Army. He served from 1967 to 1973. He says, I'm a veteran. I'm proud of it. I was a sergeant in the Army Infantry, National Guard, Vietnam era. We're all brothers and sisters in that sense. And after his time in the Army, he went to Hollywood to begin his acting career, and then he landed the role of Magnum P.I. 
which ran from 1980 to 1988. But as good as this business has been to me, that's not what life is about, he said. Life is more important, uh, is about more important things. We all struggle when we get successful in this business to balance that, and I certainly have. So um, it's good to hear that people acknowledge the Lord in whatever walk of life right. they're in. Yes, praise the Lord, and let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Today's verse of the day comes from James chapter 1, verses 2 and 3. My brethren, count it all joy when ye fall into divers temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. Now, ain't God all right? God, God is, is all right. right. Praise the Lord. Last week's food for thought was, what happens when you convert a sinner from the error of his way? And the answer is, you save a soul from death, and you hide a multitude of sin. The answer can be found in James chapter 5, verse 20, which reads, Let him know that he which converteth the sinner from the error of his way shall save a soul from death, and shall hide a multitude of sins. This week's food for thought is, the lips of knowledge are like what? Hence, the Bible. And that's food for thought. <laughs>